Welcome to Live the Dream. That name in itself tells you what the program is all about. It's about knowing not only about what you don't want, but finding out how to define and live the life that you do want. Now, here's your host, Karen Dillon, and co-hosts, Marissa Marseille and Tom Pearson. Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon, host of the show, Live the Dream. Today, the show is going to be about change, or I could even call this show the anatomy of change, because change is one of the most important things in any part of our life, whether we are running a business and it's not giving us the life that we want or it's taken over our life, we have to change things. Something has to change for us to get the life that we want, whether it's our personal life, you know, whether we're not as healthy as we want, whether we have too much weight then we have to change something so that we can get healthier or fitter. Um, Or it could be even in our relationships, right? If we're not in the right types of relationships, we're not happy, something has to change. Now, the fact that that something has to change is the easy part. Or the fact that we know that something has to change is is the easy part, right? The hard part is actually making the change and getting the change to stick because anybody can do something, you know, through willpower for, um, you know, a few days, a few weeks, a few months. However, what most people find is they find themselves reverting back to their old habits and old patterns, uh, essentially creating a life that is similar to what their life has been in the past or the recent past. And it doesn't matter how much you intellectually want it, right? We all know people make New Year's resolutions and then, you know, two, three months later, what happens to those resolutions? They don't really last. And most people are aware of it, but what most people don't know is how they can actually make change last. Because if something is too difficult to do, then you're just not going to do it. You can do it for a while, right? I mean, if something doesn't taste good, you'll eat it for a while, but eventually you're going to stop. So the point of this is that in order for change to last, right, change has to be easy. In fact, if change is effortless, guess what? You're going to keep that new state that you've changed to forever. And so today we're going to talk about how you can, in in fact, make the process of changing, not the process of changing, but once you change, how can you keep the change, change state permanently? Essentially, the change states, uh, state becomes effortless to keep. You know, it's kind of like uh, the example we've given on the show several times about driving a car. In the beginning, driving a car is pretty difficult. But then what happens after a while, you learn it, you adopt it, you know, becomes something you do without thinking. And then driving a car at that point is, you know, effortless. You don't have to constantly think about driving it. In fact, you can do a bunch of other stuff while you're driving, right? And still get there safely. So that's exactly what I'm talking about, okay? And when I say the anatomy of change, I guess a lot of it is now we're going to talk about how we as a people or as a person process change. So the first thing we're going to look at is um, how our brain functions, because that's kind of where we're going to go with this. Um, And then we're going to tie it into how our body responds to that, And then finally, we're going to tie it to how we create results, right? Because what we've talked about in this show a lot is uh, the, the principle of cause and effect. And the principle is simply this, that first of all, in your mind, try to see if you know the definition of the word cause. Okay? I mean, it's a common word. But whenever I ask this, frequently what I get is confusion. People don't, you know, it's a word we hear all the time, but people don't quite know what it means, the specific meaning of it. Okay, so let's clarify that first. So cause is simply something that creates an effect. Okay, so a cause has to come first and then the effect comes. Okay, so if you don't like the effect, does it make any sense to focus on it? Obviously, if you understand that, the answer is no, okay? Because the, the issue is the cause. So if you don't like the effect, focus on the cause. You change the cause, you change the effect. Pretty straightforward, okay? So what are some examples of effects? You know, well, we started this thing, uh, this show with. If you're not making enough money, is that a cause or an effect? 
Obviously, it's an effect. If you have too much weight, is that a cause or an effect? It's an effect. If you're not in the right relationships, you're not in the right you know, place in life, whatever it is, those are all effects. However, what happens is people get obsessed and focused on the effects because focusing on an effect doesn't matter. You're not going to make any change or difference or at least any difference that lasts. Okay? So the point is focus on the cause. And that's what we're going to talk about today when we say the anatomy of change. Okay? So all change that we want to make in our life has to come from our brain, our thinking. Right? That's where it has to start. Because if you don't think, you're not going to change anything. So let's take a look at how this thinking actually happens. Okay? So our brain really is made up of three different brains, you can call it. You know, this is not a biology lesson. I'm just going to go over some very basic principles at a very high level. So I'm sure there's biologists out there who can criticize it, but that's not the point. Okay? There's three basic levels to our brain. One is our reptilian brain. That's been the oldest part. Some people call it the limbic system. Right? It's just the, the most instantly reactive part, the flight or, uh, fight or flight part of the brain. Right? The whole point of this part is to figure out in life where the danger is. Right? The point is, um, is something going to eat me or can I eat it? Okay? That's about it. That's all this brain cares about. Then as we evolved as, uh, uh, as or organisms or um, you know, as life evolved, we developed the other part, the mammal part of the brain, you also call the cerebellum. This is the part of the brain that controls almost every function in our body. Right? This is where the emotions uh, are developed. And this is really the, the part of the brain that we have uh, in common with like mammals, you know, like dogs or cats and uh, things like that. Okay? Um, and this, by the way, is also the part of the brain where, which is uh, commonly referred to as the subconscious mind. Okay? This is the mind that operates on its own. You don't really have to think about uh, breathing or how your heart beats or how your digestion happens. Okay? Just like you don't have to think about driving a car once you've driven it too many times. It's the same part of the brain that controls all of it. Okay? And it's a part of the brain that works all the time without effort. Okay? We'll come back to that part. That's what we mentioned in the beginning. Then we go to the newest part of our brain, which is called the neocortex, which developed recently. And this is the part of the brain that is very different for humans compared to every other species on the planet. Okay? We have the largest neocortex. In fact, we have by far the largest. It's bigger than anyone else. And that's why we're different from animals. And this is what allows us to think. This is what allows us to reason. This is where you know, most people say even consciousness and self-awareness lives. Okay? This is where our desires manifest. This is where you know, if, if uh, we have like a passion, um, this is where it lives. This is where we think, reason, evaluate, all of those things. Now, the, other, the thing to understand this, this is also what we call the conscious part of the brain, by the way. Okay? Now, this conscious part of the brain, is a, it's very slow. Okay? The subconscious mind is very fast. It's instant. It's effortless. The conscious mind requires effort, uh, requires conscious thinking. Um, you know, when you're analyzing or evaluate, this is the part of the brain you're using. Okay, now how much of the the time in a day, let's say, are we using this part of the brain? And you know, experts vary on this, but the feedback is mostly it's like five or maybe ten percent if we're being generous. So this is the part of the brain where from which we want to create change. You know, if you're overweight, this is where the part of the brain that says, "Hey, that's not healthy. Let's lose some weight." If your life's not um, going the way you want, if your business is not making the type of money or giving you the life. This is the part of the brain that says, I've got to make a change. Okay? However, the truth is, this, is, this part of the brain only works 5 to maybe 10% of the time. Okay? The rest of the time, it doesn't mean we don't use our brain. It's just the subconscious part. Things that we're not aware of. Things that we just do automatically out of habit. That's what we operate our whole life with. Okay? And then, even when we use this part of the brain, the conscious part, to change, what happens is we face a lot of resistance. And the resistance really comes from who? From ourselves. And the question is why? Okay, maybe this is where the anatomy part comes in. Because there's been tons of research done on this. And the research says, what the research says is that the subconscious mind runs on programs. Okay? It has no intelligence. It simply is like a computer, literally like a computer program. If it and if once it absorbs a program, it simply runs it. So when you use your conscious mind 
to decide to do something different, the subconscious mind has no idea or interest in that. It simply runs the program it has. You know, it and then when we want to change, it will be like, you know, if there's a DVD player playing a DVD, it would be like talking to the DVD player and like, please DVD, change the movie. Okay, is anything going to happen? No, you can sit there and have as much desire as you want. You can talk to it as much as you want. The DVD is not player is not going to change the movie, okay? Because it simply plays the program or the disc that it's playing. In order to change the results that we have in life, in order to change the movie of our life, if we're using this example, we have to change the programming, okay? And the programming cannot be of the subconscious mind cannot be changed by thinking in the conscious mind. That's the challenge why most people have because they have this desire. They're like, well, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to have willpower. I'm going to do this. I'm going to really, really focus. But then after a while, whether it's a week or a month, now they're distracted with something else. Something else takes their focus and boom, the programming, programming of their subconscious mind takes over and then they're done. They're back to square one. It's almost like, it's like hypnosis. Okay. If you're watching somebody like this, you will just observe them move back to the same behavior and the interesting thing is they have no clue. They don't know. They don't realize it. Okay. They might realize it a month later and they're like, oh, crap, I was going to do this and I totally forgot. Okay. If that's your experience, that's exactly why this happens. Okay. Because it's your subconscious program taking over. So then the question becomes, first of all, how did we get these subconscious programs that don't even agree with what we're talking about? You know, and that's, uh, we've talked about, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but it's part of our conditioning. Some of it is picked up from our parents. Some of it we get from school, friends, people. We watch a TV show and we see something that we subconsciously agree with. It just happens all the time, okay? And that's the point. When you're not conscious of the fact that your environment is programming you, your environment is programming you without you being aware. And then when you try to do something that is outside of your existing environment, you really don't have any tools for that in your brain. Because your brain simply operates on the programs that already exist, okay? And there's another twist to this, and that's where you know, the anatomy piece comes in, that your brain sends out a lot of you know, signals through its neurons, which trigger chemicals in your body. And essentially what happens, you know, without getting into too much biology and chemistry, is you develop a state of what's called homeostasis, which is you have a certain chemical mix in your body that you... I guess, are referred to as comfortable. Okay, we've all heard of the comfort zone. And that's really what that is. It's a chemical state. So when you try to make a change and your neurons start firing in different directions and all of a sudden you're producing different chemicals, because of that, you don't feel good. Okay, your body's like, what is going on? This is weird. I don't feel good. Okay. And so that's when you're setting it, you know, just use some examples we've used before, set your alarm in the morning. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get up an hour early. You get up and the alarm goes off. All of a sudden, how do you feel? That's the key word. How do you feel? You don't feel that great. You're like, oh, man, it's so dark and I'm tired and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And what happens is then, you know, these chemicals produce their own set of thoughts, which is, oh, it's too early. I'm too tired. I worked out yesterday. Uh, I worked out, you know, maybe I can do this tomorrow, snooze, whatever it is. We're all familiar with that cycle. Okay. That's just so you understand, that's the reason for it. This is simply your body trying to maintain the comfort zone in its own chemistry, okay? And the chemistry of our body obviously creates our emotions. So, I mean, if you just think about this for a second, okay? When we say somebody's thinking, usually, let's say, we say, hey, I'm going to think. What part of our brain do we touch? Our head do we, or our body do we touch? It's our head, okay? When we say, I feel something, what part do we touch? Do we touch our head? No, we always touch our body, okay, our chest. And when we really have a deep feeling, what part do we touch? It's usually the stomach, the gut, okay? The point I'm making here is this, that the feelings reside in the body. And the reason they reside in the body is because that's where our chemistry is, that's where the chemicals are, which produce the feelings, okay? Feelings are not produced in our head, just so you understand. And that's why it's so hard to change. It's this, this uh, opposite directions when we want to change, it's like our brain and our body are going in opposite directions, okay? And so the point is, in order to make a change, especially a change that is going to last, okay, you are going to have to think greater than your feelings, 
Yeah, this is a phrase that I heard from a guy called Joe Dispenza. Okay, he's on the internet. He talks a lot about this type of stuff. Um, but this was a phrase that he uses, and it's an actually it's a very accurate phrase that in order to um, change, in order for you to make change stick, that's really what I'm trying to say. In order for you to make change stick, you have to have the ability to think greater than your feelings. Okay, and that takes a lot of self-awareness because it takes awareness of, first of all, why do I have the feelings I do? Okay, most of it comes down to, it's the agreements we've developed that are running as programs in our subconscious mind that we've just picked up along the way from our parents, from kids we knew at school, from people we met at work, okay, from the whiny friends that we might be hanging out with, okay. Um, and those now have become programs. And those programs drive the feelings that we have. So if you let the programs and the feelings run your life, you're going to have the life that looks exactly like it did yesterday or the week before or the month before. So you're going to have to think greater than them, which means you have to have a mindful level of awareness of what my conscious thinking is. Okay. And this is a new way of new state of being. So that's why if you're working with somebody, sometimes this is very helpful because that person can help you maintain or firstly create this new state of mind where you're evaluating your own self because it is hard for us to see our own issues, our own problems, right? Because we have this blind spot around it. But if somebody's helping you with it, it's easy for them to see it in you, first of all, and then, then they can point this out to you and then you can maintain this level of awareness, okay? It's all an awareness game. Thinking greater than your feelings only happens by maintaining awareness, and it is difficult for us to do it on our own because, you know, we just tend to go into our comfort zone because that's where we feel comfortable, okay? Now, what we're going to do after the break is we're going to give you some examples of people who went through this process, okay? I, I described to you a lot of um, behind-the-scenes details of what, wh how this process works. Now, the people we're going to give you examples of, they had no clue this was happening, but this is exactly what they were going through. And they used this process to create significant lasting change for themselves and their lives in their business, okay? So stay tuned after the break. We're going to come back. The first person we're going to talk to, his name is Zali Lorenz, ZLC Corp. He grew his company more than 10 times, okay? I think it's like 12 times. Um, and then we're going to have Gavin Burke, owner of Burke Builders, and he grew his business, you know, six times. I think it was like only over two years. So stay tuned. You definitely want to hear their stories. And... Keep in mind what this, uh, this segment said as you're listening to them. All right. This is Karan Dillon, uh, host of the show, Live the Dream, and I will see you after the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. 
Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon, host of the show Live the Dream. This is a show where we talk about how people can create the lives that they've always wanted. So today we have a very special guest, Zali Lorenz, owner of the company ZLC Corp. Now he's been a client with us for seven years. And over that course of time, he's taken a company that was in total chaos at $400,000 in revenue. And last year they exceeded five million. And this year they're on track to exceed six. So welcome to the show, Zali. Thanks for having me, Karin. All right, so before I start about your experience and your process with the changes you've made in your life and your company, let's talk a little bit about what you did before you started the business. So what were you doing before you started the business? Karn, believe it or not, I actually worked at a lumber yard. Jeez, that sounds like a fun job, not. Right. <laughs> so what made you want to go into business for yourself versus, you know, what most people do, just work harder at their job, try to, you know, grow. Because you were pretty young, you were in your mid-20s. Correct, right. So what did made you start a business for yourself? I wanted the freedom and the ability to run my own company and do what I kind of wanted. Okay. So, you know, like I said, most people start like that because they have a desire. Correct. Right. So the good thing is you actually paid attention to it. I did. Yes. Right. So that's definitely something that's positive for you. However, what was your experience when you started the business? What actually happened? So we hit the ground running, we got a few projects started, and then chaos ensued. So tell me more about this chaos. Chaos was there, it kind of overtook everything and started being the forefront of everything. So how was this different than what you imagined running your company would be? I never thought that the chaos would actually be there. I didn't know that that was what a company was. So it was very different. Um, so I guess your experience was very different from being an employee. You thought you could start a company and you actually would do well at it. Right? Right. Cause that's what most people think when they're employees. Right. Right. right? Um, so when you started the business, you realize it was very, it's a very different animal. Correct. Right. There's a lot of things you didn't think of. So just off the top, what would be the thing that surprised you the most? How hard it was actually to run the daily workings of a business and how many things and steps it took to actually make it run right and yeah. not to have the chaos. Right. And, you know, just to emphasize the point that we talk about in this show, that's exactly what you started with was you started a business because you wanted to have the type of life you wanted. Right. Right. Now, once you got the business going a couple of years into it, what happened to all of those dreams and desires? They got overtaken by this chaotic daily chaos that was there constantly all the time. Right. So you almost forgot about it. Right. It's like the desire disappeared. Right. And got overtaken by the chaos. Yeah. And even, you know, because what was your energy energy level when you started the business? When I started, it was really high, but after a while, it got really low because of this. Thing. Yeah, because you told me earlier that what uh, you were in your late 20s and you almost got burnt out. Correct, right. <laughs> in your late 20s. Right. So uh, a, 20, a late 20-year-old 20 being burned out is uh, not a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not even expected to happen, right? No, not at all. So when you met us, you know, we met, like I said, in 2012, about seven years ago. What is it that you saw that you that gave you some hope? What I saw that gave me some hope was you actually painted the picture of chaos. It was it was just there, but it was never really evident. Okay. Because you told me earlier that you almost thought that's how a business is. Right. I thought that was the norm, the everyday norm of every business. But you made it clear that that's not normal. Right. And so one of the first things, you know, and this is kind of what we talk about in the show too, that when you have a business and it's running in chaos or it's not sort of giving you the life that you want, the business is never the problem. No. Right? And so when we started working together, what was the first thing we focused on? Do you remember? Mindset. Right. And were you surprised by that? I was very surprised by that. <laughs> what were you expecting? I was expecting it to be the business or an outside thing, but when I realized that it was the mindset, it was very, very eye-opening. And the good thing, you know, and the, I would say one positive for you was that you actually adopted the process, even though it was a surprise for you, and you were willing to explore that area that you actually had no idea was even the source of an issue. Right, correct. Right? So do you remember off the top, and it's been a while, what were some of the mindset challenges you felt or you remember facing that were causing all the chaos in the business? The, the, the voice in my head telling me I was never good enough and I'll never be good enough as the other people. Okay. So you were looking at other people being successful in business. And instead of saying, hey, I can be successful too, you were having the opposite response in your head. Correct. I was saying to myself that I'll never be as successful as them. I'll never be as good as them. Excellent. The good thing for you was you actually were able to identify that. Right. Right. And so if you want to take that and that thought, you know, that was basically an agreement that you had with yourself. Right. Because nobody told you this. No. You just decided on your own that you were just not good enough. And convinced myself. Conv <laughs> convinced yourself. And so therefore, what was it, what, how was that uh, translating into the performance in the business? It was, it was really holding me back and it was pulling back the performance of the business and really, you know, becoming the forefront that nothing was ever good enough or we couldn't do anything good enough. And that's exactly what you were doing. Right. Substandard work. Correct. Everywhere. Yeah. Right. And so what was, again, what was that doing to your energy levels? It was bringing the energy level way down. So when we worked on your mindset, we, that was one of the first things we identified. We made the shift, right? What was the first thing you started to see in the business? A big change in how things were being completed and done as far as um, how things got a lot easier and more manageable to do. And you didn't, you didn't read a ton of business books to do that. Didn't read any. <laughs> That's right. Not a big reader, are you? <laughs> no. No. Because it was simply a change of mindset. Correct. Right? Now, with that change of mindset, what happened to your energy levels? It went way up, and I got way more of a desire to do things because okay. I wasn't being held back. Right. You started to look at yourself differently. Correct. Yeah. Right? And then what we did with you, I remember, was we really focused on getting you clear about why you got into the business in the first place. Right. Correct. Right. And the tool that we used for that was what? Do you remember? It was the vision board. Yeah. And so the first thing that you, you, the process that we went through was, hey, write down the five things that you would like to have in your life. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with the business. Nope. Nothing to do with what you're doing. No revenue, no client, none of that. Right. It is about having the, th the things that you want to have in your what? Life. Your personal life. Yes. Yeah, the lifestyle yeah. you want. Okay. Because the principle that we follow, and this is something that we've talked about on the show as well, is that People start businesses, like we just said, because they want a certain type of life. Correct. But once the business gets going, what happens to that desire or that thought? It falls to the wayside. It goes out the window right, because the right. business takes over your life. Correct. The truth is the business is just a tool. Right. Right? The business is a tool to give you the type of life you want. Once you understood that, well, how was, what was the shift in you in approaching the business? The shift was that the, the business, like you said, would be a tool in order to achieve these things that I wanted to achieve in my life. So we used it as a tool to project forward and move forward in getting and gaining those things. Yes. And the big difference is that what became the priority, the personal life or the business? The personal life. Right. Okay. 
Because when your personal life becomes a priority, what happens to the excitement and the motivation that you have every day? It comes right back up to the front where it should be. That's right. Because that's why you are in business in the first place. Because you have in the back of your mind this opinion or this desire to give yourself and your family, right? Because you had a kid and a wife, right, the right. type of life that you want. Correct. Right? Now, with that higher energy level, well, let's just go into the vision board like you just mentioned. Now we're about 2019, seven years later. Right. How many of those things that you put on the vision board have you already achieved? I can say that I have achieved all five things <laughs> on that vision board. That's right. And then some. Right. Right. And, but when you created it, did you expect that to happen? I did not expect it to happen when I created it. There was still a little bit of doubt there, but... Well, I would say there was a lot of doubt. Right, right, right. Because you thought it was a little bit of a pipe dream. Correct. It was just way up there. Who's ever going to get to that point? Right. And now you're just like, wow, my goals are so low. But that's what you told me. Right? Correct, right, right, right. And that's exactly the point, is that you know, when you start to focus on the right things, the right things start to happen. Right. And, and, and then, of course, when we're talking about the right things, one of the things that we have to be clear about is that just because you have a big vision, you know, just thinking about and dreaming about things doesn't make it happen. You also have to have a very effective plan. That is absolutely right. Right? So we went into a lot of strategic planning with you for the company. That we did, yes. Right? And so what was it that when you were starting to track the, or execute those plans, were you just hitting all the goals left and right? No, I wasn't hitting all the goals left and right. There was a lot of goals that I actually didn't hit which we ended up stepping back and reflecting on to see what were the problems and why we didn't hit those goals. And 90% of the time, what was the reason? The mindset and the little voice again. Right. It was nothing to do with your business knowledge, was it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> and I think this is the part that surprises a lot of people. Right. It is. And it was, like I said, it was very surprising to me too that it was all about the mindset. Right. And it's almost like a continuous process. Right? That's kind of what we did with you guys was we set goals, you went after them, and half the times you succeeded, half the times you didn't. Correct. Right? So the agreements that we talked about, right? the things right. that would get in the way that, wouldn't, that would stop you from getting what you wanted. Correct. Were these even your own agreements? No, they were not my own agreements. Where do you think they came from? Other people and you know, the outside influences. Right. And the point is that we adopt these agreements, but we don't even realize we do. Correct. Okay. But they have a direct impact on our bottom line in business. That they do. Right. And so whenever we're facing a challenge in business, most of the time the people are always focused on, hey, my marketing, my sales, my employees, I can't find good people, on and on and on. Right. Because right? Right. you had all of those questions yourself. I sure did, yes. Was it ever about those things? No, it was never about those things. Right. And you can say it was about me, but that doesn't answer the question fully, does it? No, it right? does not. Because behind each one of those problems is a what? Agreement yeah. with yourself. With yourself. Right. And the second you find out what that is and you shift it, what happens? All those things become much easier. Yeah. Right. You know, and they are no longer problems. That's right. You know, because uh, I think it's like one of my coaches, he said to me, he's like, you know, success is easy. If things are hard, you're not doing something right. Correct. And most of the time, it's not the doing, it's the... Mindset. It's the thinking. Right. Right. So whenever you change the thinking, things start to become easier. Correct. Right? And that's what you found over several years because in the beginning, you guys had a hard time growing. We did. We right? really did. Yeah. I mean, everything was difficult. Everything seemed to be. <laughs> and so why didn't you share with me, you know, once you crossed like seven figures, right? right? what changed for you and how, because you, you made lots of jumps after you hit a million. We did make a lots of jumps. We kind of shifted our business focus. We went to more commercial construction. And from there, we gained the confidence and got bigger and bigger jobs, which kind of snowballed the whole thing. And that's what got us to the success that we're at now. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit, right? So in the beginning, when you said my business, you know, it was hard for me when you were starting, it was chaos. The business owned your life practically. Right, right. right? And you couldn't really figure out how to make payroll. It was all the drama that many people have. Correct. Right. Today, how is your life different? Um, I have employees following systems and doing things and running the business for me rather than having the business run me. And what was it? When did you guys take a month off, by the way? Was it like last year? Last year, we took a month off and took a month long vacation. And where do you guys go? We went to Europe. 
There you go. And the business, what happened to the business? It ran just as perfectly the day I left as I came back. Isn't that interesting? That it is. <laughs> <laughs> could you have imagined that five years ago? Never could have imagined that five years ago that you can leave for a month. Right. And, you know, the, the interesting thing you shared this with me is that when you tell this to other people, what do they say? The people that you talk to and, you know, around other contractors. They have, uh, they're really blown away and um, very impressed with uh, how well things have, have gone for me. I know, but one of the things you said was that sometimes they don't believe you. That's true. So I've had a lots of doubt and lots of disbelief in what we've created. Because why do you think that is? Because of their own mindset. Right. Because they don't believe that, firstly, they have that belief which you started with, that this is how business is supposed to be. Correct. Right. The business is just supposed to be chaos. Right. You're supposed to work hard all the time. Mm -hmm. Hard work is create success. Now that is a you know, especially as contractors, that is a mindset we run into all the time. Right, right. So for somebody who is thinking that in order to be successful, I just need to work harder, what would you say? I would say, no, that's not true. You need to work smarter rather than harder. Right. So what what would you say as an insight? What does smarter mean? Changing the mindset and those agreements that you have with your with your own self. Right. Because that is really the problem. That it is. <laughs> and now, I mean, a long time ago, you guys had set a goal for yourself, right? You're pretty close to achieving that. Correct. Yeah. So how do you see this going forward? I mean, where, in the beginning, you were having a hard time even thinking of achieving you know, small goals. Right, right. Now what has happened to the size of your goals? They have grown to a much larger scale size and not only that we're achieving them a lot faster than we were before yeah and this is kind of what we talk about in the success cycle right is that when you do things right which is you focus on the mindset you create a clear direction for yourself which is about the type of life that you want to lead right and then you focus your actions around that right okay the rate at which you hit success is a lot faster very much faster right? yes and then when you achieve success, what happens to the desires? The desires increase exponentially because you're you know, achieving that success. Right. Do you really need to get other people to motivate you these days? No, not at all. I am my own motivation. Right. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> if you need to listen to a motivational speaker, you've got other problems. Correct. Right? And, Agreed. You know, and motivation isn't the challenge. No. The no. challenge is how you're thinking about things. That's right. Okay? So, you know, like you said, you've been through this process. And um, you know, you've, been, you've been at it seven years. It sounds like you still want to continue. Oh, yes, very much so. Right? Um, it kind of goes back to the phrase I have sometimes I use jokingly that, you know, what we do here is kind of like eating right and exercising. That's right. If it starts working, when do you want to stop it? Correct. Right? But, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're sort of in the chaos phase of their business, what advice would you have for them? What should they do? They should really sit down, think about their mindset, and think about these agreements that you have with yourself, and if they're okay, if they're good for you. Right. And you know that's where the game's played. Right. Right. The game is you know we've heard this before. The game and you know like they say tennis, soccer, whatever it is, they say most of the game is played in your mind, and it's the same thing is true for business. That is absolutely one hundred percent correct. Right. And how is your mindset today compared to five years ago? completely different. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Zali. Appreciate you sharing some part of your life. And I th hopefully people get some insight from what you said. Absolutely. And thanks for having me, Karn. All right, guys. Um, we keep listening to the show because after this, Marisa is going to come on and she is going to share with you a story of her client who's gone through the process as well. So I'm going to sign off. This is Karan Dillon, host of the show, Live the Dream. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. So welcome back from the break. This is Marisa Marseille with Live the Dream. And today we have a guest. We have uh, Gavin Burke of Burke Builders. So thank you, Gavin, for joining us today. Nice to be here. Thanks. And uh, let's start a little bit with uh, an intro. So tell us a little bit about you and your company. Well, we're a, we're a uh, general building contractor specializing in custom residential remodeling. And uh, we, also, we also do some commercial construction. Great. Now... I'm going to ask, let me start with the question about the business, right? Why did you actually start your business in the first place? Why not go get a job, right? Why did you just decide that you wanted to do your own thing? Initially, I started because it was the next advancement from being a journeyman in the trade to become a business owner. And at the time, it's been 20 years since I had that initial thought. And things have changed, as I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) Yes. So before we get into the changes, right? Um, So you started your business. You had some goals. Tell me a little bit of of, um, how it went for the first few years. And when did you start uh, noticing, like, maybe the first struggles on just, you know, what it really means to run a business? Well, when I, when I first, my, my initial goal was that I was going to, I was going to do it better than anybody else. And I was better, faster, smarter, all of these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, it was, I'm saying I a lot because that's what I thought. It was, it was me that was going to do all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and physically working in the field, doing all the office work. Um, everything, I was the business, and I was also the construction crew. So in the beginning, I was happy because I was very busy. I had lots to do. I had jobs immediately because I had contacts from my previous 
job, you know, just from my previous job, I had contacts, people that followed me onto my new business. So for the first few years, I had plenty of work, lots to do, and I was happy doing that. But as, as that went on, I became too busy, and I had no time to do anything other than work. So the, you know, it's that thing about being careful about what you ask for. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be busy, and I got it. And next thing I knew, I was just busting at the seams busy. And I needed to, I needed to find a way to balance out what I was doing in my family life and my business life. So in the middle of all of this, I was married, had kids, the whole thing. So we had this extra layer of responsibility that, that came along. So those, my, my, the time I realized I was struggling was when I was working constantly and no time for no 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 time to devote proper time to work or to family or to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're doing everything yourself, I mean everything suffers, right? It's like right. there's only so much time during the day, uh, so many days a week. So if you're in the field uh, working in the you know in in the field, you can't be out there selling and vice versa, and then when you're home, you're, you're sitting there thinking about the next uh, bid you have to do or the next invoice you have to write, right. so all those struggles, right? Right. So what made you decide to get help, right, and, and come work with us? What, what kind of sparked that to well, say there's, there's gotta be a different way? So the, the, basically what happened with me is I was, I had been, I was not, educated in formally in business. I was educated in the trades. I was an engineering major, working with my hands, thinking was always my thing. Um, I was not necessarily, I was, I was a, I was a, uh, I was a absolute newbie to running a business. Even though I had managed to do okay for quite a few years, let's say, you know, I had been rolling along for 15 years, Everything was pretty good, okay. But when it came time for actually trying to have employees manage the business a little more, do things a little a little more professional, I, I started to fall flat. And I had some problems dealing, dealing with employees, had family members that I had to fire that didn't go well. Um, the, the, That's no fun. <laughs> no, it was no fun. And I felt like I really, you know, I was, I was operating on, I was operating on my gut instincts and my gut instincts were, were wrong on how to deal with these things. I thought that my way was going to be the right way. Um, there's no code book really for running, you know, the business and dealing with employees and handling all of these things. You, you have to kind of, you know, I, I had, I had watched a friend. This is how I, this is how I did it. I had watched a friend who had also encountered some issues. Mm-hmm. And in the course of a year, I had watched him go through the contractor's coach and come out the other side very different and doing very well. And I, I looked at him and I said, whatever you have, I want some of that. Because it wasn't like some weird potion. He was actually happier, his business was thriving, and his relationship with his wife was thriving and things were going well. So it was it was the real deal. It was not just a, a fake front that was being put up. So I made the decision after talking with he and his wife, you know, after I had asked them, <laughs> okay, what's going on here? It's obvious you've been doing something. And they told me what they'd been doing. They hired a business coach and there was, you know, they kind of braced me. They said, you're going to be learning a lot about yourself. You're going to need to change your mindset. And that to me, I, I walked away and I thought, my mindset's fine. I don't need to change anything. <laughs> but as I thought about it for the next few days, I thought, wait a minute. My mindset has can't be right because I have led my own self astray with my gut and I've done some things that have not been right. So I was open to changing and, and figuring out how to how I could be better 
to get back to my original dream that I had for, you know, running a successful business, making money and having some free time. Those those were my initial things that I had in the in the back of my mind but had become a, a distant glimmer mm -hmm. over the course of the last 15 years. Yeah, it happens. Time goes by so quickly. Fast. Yes. So now it is uh, about two and a half years later, we've been working together for that long. So let me ask you about you first, because you brought up the whole mindset and, and how things need to start there. So how are you different now, you yourself, not the business yet, but you, well, how are you different now? Well, that's easy. I, myself, I, I feel very equipped to handle darn near anything that comes my way. Uh, I have been, I have learned I've learned in the in the redoing my mindset that you need to you need to really enjoy the ride of running your business and it is it is there's always going to be a challenge and it's not the end of the world you know the, whatever payroll taxes you know workers comp employee issues OSHA issues Everything can be handled, and I, I have gone after handling these things far different than in the future and than in the past. I have, I have now the confidence to know that these things happen. We're going to solve them. We're going to move on. We need to take care of our business. That the, the people, our employees, they need to they need a stable place to work so we can't come unhinged if one issue arises. So I have changed tremendously in that, in that fact to be able to handle these, these issues as they arise, solve them, and move on, and be ready for the next, because they come. The next one will come. And I have come to a place where, you know, the next one doesn't scare me. It's just a matter of, okay, here we go. We're going to solve it, and we're going to move on. Great, and I know that part of that, because you and I have talked about this a lot, has been uh, around communication, right, and, and understanding people and understanding situations a little bit more. Can you say a little bit about that? Because I know that's been one of the things that you have expressed that you've learned a lot. Yes, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the things that, you know, you, you, we did some training on personality types, you know, some of the disc profile things that, you know, just acknowledging that there's different types of people with different values and I was more prone to homing in on people who were like me or people who I could handle and the people who I didn't were outside of my my wheelhouse for personality traits I kind of shied away from I've learned to expand my horizons and how to talk to people who are who are different and they have actually become great customers, and I have, uh, I have. It's been it's been great for my business. It's been great for my personal life, and getting to know getting to know the personality traits and uh, and, the, and the way that you can handle darn near any situation makes you very comfortable. The customers that we want to work for are generally very smart. They're educated, and they're 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 very savvy in a lot of uh, a lot of social aspects and you need to bring your game up to be right there with them and it gives you the ability to tackle these 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 people and just be right in there with them and at ease and to me that's been a that's been huge it's been great so with this new skills and, and more importantly you mentioned this uh, new stronger confidence right? Um, how is your business different today than it was those two, year, two and a half years ago? I know you've gone through a lot of growth, so tell us a little bit of what that means uh, and, and what are all the changes that have happened. Well, the, the, the biggest, we, could, we can just start, you know, start with the obvious that our, 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 our numbers have increased in the last two and a half years. We're now we're now almost six times our gross sales. 
from when we first started. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it's it's fantastic. We now have an office. We have a we have a, an office manager. We have we have five full time employees. We generally run, you know, between five and ten employees. So my business has my business has has changed from from me being a working foreman who happens to own the, own the business to a owner of a construction company and that is a that is a, a big change and it's uh, it, it's very comforting and very uh, it, it's very satisfying to know that this dream that I had you know it's 20 years ago that I started my business this dream that I had had gone the path of up and down feeling great knowing that it wasn't sustainable to now feeling like we have something that can go on and that's very satisfying and how has this success right and, and growing yourself and your mindset and then the business how has this impacted your life in general number one we are currently debt-free Wow <laughs> except for our mortgage payment, uh -huh. which now becomes a non-issue. Um, that that in itself, you know, as, as you know, you always hear, you know, you're going to start a business, you're going to go into debt, it's going to be, you know, a, a wild ride and all of that. Well, it doesn't have to be like that. And we have we have managed managed to use this change in mindset to really make a make a, a financial impact on our life um, my wife is is has gone from being scared to death in a white knuckle roller coaster ride with a building contractor husband to now being very happy and at ease knowing that we have something stable that's working with us not against us and we are working we are working for the company and not necessarily slaves to it. So that that's a very comforting thing for family life and um, general living. Great, <laughs> all of these things. I mean, I know we talk about these, but it's always great to hear and, and to see what the, the impact of changing one's mindset can really do. So for those people who are listening to us right now, uh, what message would you share with them? I would, I would share that knowing, you know, knowing the, the type of person who becomes a building contractor, um, to not, to not think that, to not try to outsmart yourself and think that you know everything and you're going to handle it all yourself and you're just going to, you're going to do it. Um, it's, it's very important to know the value of, of, uh, asking for some help at a time when you really, you know, maybe you don't think you need it, but I have a good feeling that most of us do. And the the extra coaching, you know, the, the difference between coaching and training is a very interesting thing. The, the, the coaching is actually, you're held accountable and inspired to, to do what you say you're gonna do and move forward. So when you're looking at reading a book, a self-help book, whatever, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't do the same thing as having a coach who is inspiring you to do your best. And that to me is, would be my advice is when you feel like you're working too hard or you have doubts about your confidence in, in the, uh, you know, it's the other side of the trade is the business side. And it's very good to get some extra help and be able to, to cross that hurdle. And it's not too late to change your mindset. I've been at it 15 years and thought I was fine. And now things have gone better than my wildest dreams. 
Well, thank you for uh, joining us today for sharing your story and congratulations in all of this uh, success. Uh, we're going to go on break, so we'll uh, we'll get you guys after that. And thanks again, Gavin. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Live the Dream. Please join Karen Dillon along with Tom Pearson and Marissa Marseille for another program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a dream living week.